Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Our coverage from the Greater Niagara Fishing and Outdoor Expo continues. Now we're with Jim Steele from Innovative Outdoors and Dreamcatcher Sport Fishing. Jim, thanks for joining the show. I'm glad to be here. Love to talk to you today about Lake Erie fishing. It's something that you hold near and dear to your heart. You're, you're living on the eastern basin of Lake Erie. Tell us about your background with Lake Erie walleye fishing. In the beginning, I... I born and raised in the area and it was it's always been here i grew up like i said fishing off docks and everything else got into the boat fishing i was more towards the salmon and trout and back when i got into it, it was more of when the walleyes were here they were here guys went out got them and when they weren't here they weren't here and then i would go back to salmon and i would do muskies and everything else and then the numbers started getting better, the technique started getting better, and it was a lot more fun. Originally, it was like I hooked a boot, mm-hmm. but they're good eating, so yeah. let's get a cooler full of them, have a fish fry, and have a good time. Let's go have fun with the salmon, they rip line, and everything else. Well, then start getting into more of it with the techniques and using more of the salmon-style gear instead of just pulling a worm harness on the bottom and stuff like that. So it became more exciting. Then more tournaments started coming, the fish started, numbers getting back, bigger fin fish, bigger fish. So it's, it's become now more of my mainstay, especially we're involved more with, with the business. We do a few other things, run a veterans fishing event, we run a tournament, we did education weekend. So it's now it's live and breathe it every day of, of it. So And things on Lake Erie right now, walleye fishing on Lake Erie, the good old days are right now they're today yeah i mean it's it's better than it ever has been right now you're talking estimated between 42 and 43 million fish right across the lake we have about 250,000 resident fish so the migration comes from the western basin to the erie basin and then it moves back but our resident fish that stay here is about 250,000 so that's still great numbers which actually gives it where New York has a closed season that protects our resident fish mm-hmm. compared to like Ohio and stuff like that, they have the numbers to be able to fish it all year. So, so how has that happened? I mean, you, we have this awesome population of walleye in Lake Erie. It wasn't like that before. What has happened in the last however many years to get our population to where it is right now? A lot of the management, but like before we started this program, uh, we're talking about the zebra mussels. When they first came in, it was something that came from the, the villages, the, the freighters and stuff like that. And the original thing was it was going to kill the lake, which at that point, they actually, like I said, back in 1970, the lake was actually considered a dead lake. So to me, it was just like, we're not really ruining anything. It's already, it's already broken. Mm-hmm. So everybody thought it was going to be, okay, it's a done thing. And you didn't want to eat the fish out of the lake. And then it got to the point where the zebra mussels started getting in there killed off a lot of the vegetation which was the bad vegetation was holding all those chemicals and everything there was mercury that they videoed on the bottom and everything else and then all of a sudden it was almost like a shock we're kind of like shocking your pool it's that initial that kills everything off then it started to rebuild we started getting the weed beds back in the bait fish were there and everything started turning back around and then we started getting more numbers and the management started kicking in and it's just been a boom we just keep a record hatch records hatch and the zebra mussels are pointed at the top like any other kind of crab style um, clam style 
So when the walleyes drop their eggs, they actually drop between the points of it, so they're protected from the fish that are trying to eat the eggs. So it's, it's kind of a win-win situation with something that was supposed to be a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. So we went from 1970, a dead lake, to basically one of the, the cleanest lakes, the cleanest lake of the Great Lakes, but in the country, one of the, actually the federal government says it's one of the cleanest lakes all in the nation, which I think is incredible in 50 years. I mean, I, I just hit 50 this, this year, so it's kind of like, well, I remember hearing it in the beginning, don't eat the fish, you can, then it went to one, one a month, and now you can have as many as you want. Yeah. So that, that's, to me, it's, it's incredible, and actually be able to be around the entire time is, is something, and we're, we got the best of the best right now. Yeah, it's an incredible success story and how the lake has turned around, and there's a lot of things that went into that, but just to have it now where the fishing is incredible, and, and the water quality is amazing now. And I was—I had a chance to come and visit you guys at the education weekend in September, and got out on the water, and it's—it's it's really incredible going out there. Yeah, it's—it's it's one of those things where people say, "Well, what's the hot spot?" Mm-hmm. Right now, to be honest, anywhere on the lake. What depth do I fish? Top to the bottom. What baits do I run? Just about anything out there. So it's just—it's—it's <laughs> it's a great thing, especially on the, to me. The business thing kind of created its own thing. It wasn't to start out with making money and everything else. We, what we sell is what we, we run and everything else. So it, we went through the trials and tribulations of things to find good quality stuff. Well, now to have a guy that struggled to get, catch a fish or maybe one or two, that now he's getting his box of six and he's, he's all excited about the next time they want to go out, where before it's just like, are they hitting them? Uh, I'm not going to bother going out this weekend. It's just like it's changed so great. I mean, the sales on boats, I mean, you've been here for the last couple of days. I mean, buy, people are buying boats, they're buying gear, they're all excited about the season coming up. It's just, it's awesome. And you're out of Dunkirk right now. Yeah. Tell us about that Dunkirk Harbor and kind of what, what goes on around there. Uh, that area is kind of, it's, it's, there's uh, a lot of investors that are local, so it's, it's kind of their hometown. So they've come in and they've fixed a lot of things up. The advantages down there is you've got hotels down there, you've got restaurants, you've got a great marina that has mooring and they have launches. And, and the fishery that's in that area, you've got shallower structure so you, you can get into the bass and you can get the, the wallies that are set up on structure. And you can push offshore a little bit just and get into your steelhead and you get some browns in, in spring and you push out deeper now you get into a whole lake trout thing i mean our, our numbers in new york on erie are seven hundred thousand. they're estimating for the lake trout and we're getting them up to 20 pounds wow. while we're in the mix of catching walleye so it's just in, in a short area you can actually get into the best of the best i mean smallmouth four or five pounds steelhead up to 10 pounds walleyes 10 pounds and Lakers that are 20 pounds, all within the same trip, all within a mile. Yeah. <laughs> so some awesome fishing there. And, and when I was a kid, I grew up in Wisconsin. My dad used to come down to Lake Erie, and they'd, they'd fish out of Cleveland, and they were going out and fishing that kind of a shallow water bite and doing a lot of jigging. What's it like fishing out of Dunkirk? What's kind of your program and how you run your charters? We're, we're predominantly, it's, I would say, 99% trolling. I mean, sometimes if, if we can find a pot, if fish or something like that there's perch that stage out there or whatever else but we like i said i started with the trout and salmon stuff so it was just i like moving and covering water and trying different gear and everything else so we set out our our spread which is we'll run boards out inline boards dipsy divers a couple downriggers so we will cover the whole water column so we're actually putting a full gamut of things out there to multi-species fish at the same time so it's just like when that line goes off 
sometimes it's you don't know what you got which is kind of a fun part i've been doing it for a long time and i don't care what fish it is i get excited over it so how do, how do you set your gear what are you using when you when you're setting stuff up you talked about kind of your big gear but what are you setting out when you're putting your gear out we run the inline planers with with lead core, uh, segmented lead core, which is a whole different subject. And most guys have figured that out now. There's a lot of seminars that we've have done over the the, the seasons and stuff. Basically, to cover the anywhere from, especially now with how the fish are set up. I mean, before you used to try to find thermoclines and temperature breaks and everything else. Now we have we have fish that are basically from the surface down to the bottom. So we cover the whole gamut with lead cores all the way from like a two down to a 10 color so you're covering from like five foot of water all the way down to 50 foot of water then our, our dipsy divers will cover that extra between there down to 70 we can fish out to 130 foot of water we'll, we'll pull walleyes in 130 foot of water downriggers like i said we'll, we'll drop some of the downriggers right down to the bottom hoping to get a, a lake trout and you'll pull a eight nine ten pound walleye off the bottom i those guys are, I think, they, they sit in the cooler water like sitting in the AC. Those bigger guys don't like it hot. So, so what's a day on the water with you like? Is in the, leave the dock and kind of, we always kind of have our plan of where to where to go, what to do, kind of have the gear set up. It's usually, we've been out enough. I mean, we figured it out the other year, just on the tournament side, between pre-fishing and tournaments, we, we spent 60 days on the water. That didn't include fun fishing and the chartering and stuff like that. And and that's one of the big things to me is no matter what we're doing, it's 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 fun fishing is, is my priority, taking the, the family out and trying to get other people out there. And so it's just, that's, the big bonus to me is I don't want to make it's a job, but it, it's it's a self-inflicted <laughs> thing where it's just like I I create a lot of work for myself, but it's a whole different kind of work. Right. So it's it's not really going to work isn't the real job. How does the season progress? When do you get started, and kind of how do, how do things um, uh, around here? It's it's one of those things where our season opens. Like I said, we have the close season, so June, kind of mid range of June we start kicking in and the, the water temperature, the quicker the water temperature comes up, the better our bite comes because those fish start moving from the western basin towards us. We have our, our locals, so you can go out there and catch them right then, but you need to work for them. Mm -hmm. As the fish start coming down, we start getting better numbers, then we start getting some better size. So towards the end of June, it starts kicking in. July is a, a, a great time, but the thing is that July, everybody's busy and it gets busy on the water. August is another time where we tend to get the bigger fish in, in into August. Fish in the same areas. September is actually one of the hottest times, but it's you're more susceptible with the wind in our area. And in our area, we kind of shut down like mid-October is when they start pulling the docks out and everything. So the thing is around here, well, it's hunting season, that's why. But it's just they pull out the docks, but there's still fish around right through that whole time. But then our season shuts down. But I would say the hot point would be if you were looking for a big fish in good numbers is September, which actually falls right in line with our education weekend. So we had the guys come from out of state, and they were all excited about the fish are here. Yeah. We're going to tell you what, where, when, and how to do it. I had a chance to go out with a guy when we were there, and, I mean, we were out for three hours, and I think we, we caught, like, 
almost 30 fish yeah and it, it's it's the best time and it, it's it's for the novice to get out there and actually be catching fish it just it just helps everything guys get excited about it instead of like okay well am i going to go out next weekend well we're not catching nothing now i'll go do something else where guys are excited about when are we going out again right yeah how does the wind affect that fishery down in that dunkirk area really it's it's more about the can safety wise and control of the boat it really doesn't change the actual the bite that much i mean th there's more structure so they may push closer towards the structure or out towards the deep water it's mostly deep water bite and there's really no deep water structure out there so it's more currents than anything out there that hold either the bait or the actual the fish themselves the walleyes or whatever else that's out there so but it, it's more about what boat wise safety wise and what you're comfortable with and than anything else it's just there's there's areas where you, okay so now you had a run down to we'll give you a reference like van buren point which is the point when you guys came out there mm -hmm. so instead of trolling towards it now we run down to it and fish back so okay. that in in that area there's the concentration of the fish around that area is you'll you'll find them within a short distance so it's not you're not losing anything by running down coming back or vice versa so it's it's kind of a, a great little thing when i was farther down the lake towards the silver creek cataraugus creek area we had to spend a lot more time running we were traveling between three to six miles to find our fishing hole when you fish out of dunkirk you pull out in 50 foot of water you can actually start trolling which is 500 yards out past the pierhead so you can go right at it and and towards the cat and everything that's down there you're not going to get the lake trout and might get a little steelhead here or there but the thing is that when you come towards the deeper water you get all those extra benefits which is it's it's fun getting a especially a client that's never caught anything bigger than a bluegill mm -hmm. and you put them on a 10 pound walleye and a 20 pound laker and i've had outdoor writers come from from other areas and he brought his wife and, and his cousin and we started shallower. We, I got him a five and a half pound smallmouth, biggest smallmouth he's ever caught. We push out a little deeper. I got his his cousin a ten pound steelhead. Never seen a steelhead that big. His wife, we were pushing. It was I think it was almost a nine pound walleye, and she had never she'd seen like reservoir fish and stuff like that. She she couldn't even believe him. She's like. That's a walleye, and it was funny because even the bass when it was coming in, I'm, I'm like, it's a smallmouth. He's like, that's not a bass. I'm like, we <laughs> kind of got everything around here. It's just, it's just kind of a neat thing. We kind of moved down, and like I said, we have the ability with with the docking to to run a tournament. It has at that size. It has a fish cleaning station. It has fuel right there. It has the restaurants that are right there. It has hotel. So if you're from out of the area, that's that's kind of our advantage moving there. If people are interested in booking a trip with you, how do they find you? Well, you can find us online at uh, dreamcatchersportfishing.com and our, our business with the Innovative Out Outdoors. So it's innovative-outdoors.com. And there's information that go back and forth. Like I said, we do a fish, uh, veterans fishing event. So I ended up taking 153 veterans out, 45 volunteer boats. Like I said, we run a, a fishing tournament, which is just kind of one of those things it's a fun thing for the community and it's it's about the the camaraderie and the and the excitement of competition and sportsmen you know how it is it's everything we do is if you're running one side of the boat i'm trying to beat you on my side of the boat that's <laughs> that's the nature of the beast yeah so yeah tell me about innovative outdoors what what's your company there all about um innovative outdoors kind of like i was telling you before it's it's a business that kind of started itself 
we were we've been fishing we've been involved in the tournaments and doing other stuff like that and we were struggling trying to find the equipment that we needed and we kind of fought with that and we had dealt with some of the companies manufacturers and stuff like that and one of them actually came to us and said we had been kind of pro staffing for him and he said could you help me sell my product over here and i was just like okay you're from canada we're over here and we've been using our stuff great quality stuff so yeah why not so we kind of started a little little thing with him and it kind of okay well let's expand into some of the other things that we need and we had been struggling to get so all the stuff that we sell is things that we use we've actually had manufacturers come to us and say you need you need to sell this for me and i'll tell them straight out even the company that i originally started with he came out with a hook and i told him straight out i said you know the deal i'm going to run it for a season and if it's what you say it is we'll sell it so it's one of those things i i refuse to just be a salesman i'd rather have the product sell itself and i know i can stand behind it because i've used it myself it's easy to talk about things and and be confident with things that you know and you live and you deal with every day jim is there something i didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about today oh we could just go on forever <laughs> so it's just like it's it's part of the fishing is it's it's in me i it's uh, fishermen we talk fishing if we're not fishing we're talking about it we're thinking about it and i just i feel fortunate with what i'm able to do so to be able to share it with other people is is one of my big things and and i've kind of centered myself with a lot of companies manufacturers educators and stuff that that, that feel the same way and it, it's 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 more than just a job it's it's my life so it's just I've, I've been fortunate with what i do and it look forward to the next chapter every single day it just keeps growing and something new thanks captain jim Steele from innovative outdoors and Dreamcatcher sport fishing appreciate you coming on the show thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll talk to you next time Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.